JLB Mornings. The podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We have a special guest. Excited to bring in someone who just spent a couple of hours with us on the air on the radio side, Dr. Carmen Costa, clinical sexologist and psychotherapist. Easily found. Uh, Insta handle is just carlin.costa. Um, we'll post everything in regards to web links and all the other important stuff. But thanks. Thank yeah. you. Gave up your morning yeah. to be here. Yeah, of course I would. And we had so much fun on so many things on the show today from relationships and trust and, well, all the inner workings of what that's about. All of it. So, for full disclosure. I think we're on the same wavelength yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that we have, I think our we have like the explicit tag on our yes. podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. So it might be a little extra. But this way that we are letting it out that we can say whatever we want on the podcast. It's no problem. I still I still bleep because I think it's funny. I find bleeps <laughs> funnier than just swearing. Yeah. So, um, but a warning if you maybe have little ones nearby yeah. or yeah. something. Maybe this isn't the podcast. We'll try our best to kind of talk above it, but uh, that ah, being no, said, I'd, just... I'd rather be blunt and uh, okay. and direct, but we can mm-hmm. uh, just a little little warning ahead of time. So angry emails, uh, backstage Ben at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the questions um, that was kind of early on and, and you got into, because here we are, 2023, post-pandemic, the world in some parts and shapes and forms, still a little bit crazy and wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the dating scene has, it's like it has evolved, but it's gotten messier. Uh, we are trying our best to just pick up all the pieces and lean back into, because they off, you hear friends, there's no one out there. Yeah. Can't find anybody. Yeah. And you gave us one simple point of, got to date outside your type. Yeah, absolutely. Swipe yes on the maybes. Like that, hands down, I had five engagements as a in my private practice, five engagements last year and three babies born for my private practice and getting people together. Yeah, I take that as a win. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's that's a win, right? And a lot of those engagements happened because I told people explicitly to swipe yes on the maybes because sometimes, for for a few different reasons, A, some people just suck (laughs) at at, at dating profiles, right? At, At selling themselves. Not everybody's a salesperson. And then the other point of that is, is is your type really the right one for you? You know, mm. like I think that that's a yeah. good question that yeah, we don't yeah. often ask ourselves either. And we put ourselves into these boxes and uh, dating outside of your type helps you, you know, just try something different, expand, grow. If you keep hitting dead end after dead end, if you keep meeting red flag after red flag, Date, date outside your type. The problem is you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, because clearly you're comfortable in some of your checklists yep. and what right. you want and desire, but it ain't working because you're still single. Please, and this isn't throwing shade. This is just a couple of your friends here yeah. trying to help you find that that path of uh, a healthy relationship, sustainable relationship that you've been seeking. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful rainbow out there. You know, like people, there is interesting yeah. people out there. And uh, I mean, other like other than cat guys, we might have to <laughs> <really> <laughs> that permanently. So um, get, get to that point. Pause for a second. Expand <laughs> on that. Because like jokingly, you had some fun about cat guys and Android users. <laughs> so my theory is this. <laughs> my theory is that uh, there's only two types of people who use an Android phone. The first one is middle-aged women, and the second one is cat guys. 
Cat guys and middle-aged women are literally the only people buying Androids. Wow. What if my wife as, is listening. She was. She has an Android. <laughs> as a recent uh, lifetime Android to iPhone switcher, I say, I guess technically I'm in the middle age. Am I in the middle age bracket now? Thirties in there? Yeah. yeah you're only, you hope 35 not. to oh. 40-ish. Yeah, you're yeah. not there yet. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of stupid stuff on the weekend, so maybe. Um, <laughs> I I disagree. I still love my Android. I say there are a lot of quirks and perks to both models. Uh, however, I will say I do know a lot of cat guys with Androids. See? Yeah. See? I do know a lot of cat guys with Androids. Um, Test your theory. Test your theory. <laughs> <laughs> I would say let's look at beyond dating somebody based off their phone. Uh, preference. I mean, sure. Uh, <laughs> swiping yes on the maybes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah come on. Yeah. If an Android, it was your no. Maybe this is the year that you try to like go with somebody with a different charge port. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean, to be fair, my current partner, who is amazing, yeah, is an Android hey! using cat guy. <laughs> there you go. You forgot to add in for now. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And I'm a I'm a dog loving iPhone like uh, yeah. fanatic. So <laughs> it's going well. And no. does he have a cat? Yeah. yeah, he has two cats. Oh boy. But Ooh. like, okay. But I think we talked about this briefly earlier. Yeah. There's a difference between are you a cat person or did you inherit the cat so you're a good person because yeah. you don't want to like you know kick out animals because Sh- like sure. poor thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know. So yeah, enough you, strays in the world. Thank you. And t- I mean, Bob Barker wasn't wrong. Like you can't like there, we have too many cats. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you can go anywhere to uh, a rescue, fifteen to twenty to be available. So I did that. Uh, not a cat guy, but by default, I, I am now eight years in because I thought it'd be a wonderful end of school gift for my kids. Yeah. My wife reminded me when I got the cat home. Cool. That's your next twenty years. I'm like, but look at she's cute. Claws, chasing the dogs. Not going in a litter box. Mm. The cycle of love. It's the just, litter, I can't. Like, that's a commitment. Like, cat people have a commitment to it's, cleaning it's litter. Terrible. Like, I can't. But dogs like, are literal children, too. Like, I feel like this is a lot of biased dog people in a room. Let's call it for what it is. Like, the cat people I know are, like, your dog is so needy and annoying. Yep. And dogs can be like that, too. So yeah. I feel like they're, like, I like dogs and cats. Yeah. But I love my dog. And I don't have a cat. My partner did tell me that one of the things he loves best about me is my independence. So I get it. Cat people. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yep. I mean, mm-hmm. what you value as a cat person in a relationship may be a little bit interesting in comparison to a dog person. I like it. So swipe on the maybes. Swipe on the maybes. Swipe I like that because you kind of mentioned earlier, like on the on the show earlier, there were two things. And one of them was kind of like build up your own worth, too, when you're when you're dating online because you see there's a lot more people who are either freshly divorced or yeah. you know they're this is their first time on an app because dating apps in general 15 years old maybe max like yeah. if that yeah and now they're so there's it's always been kind of the wild west for a little bit it's it, but now it seems like that's become such a norm but now there are people who are just getting back into the dating world after 20 plus years oh yeah so it is finding you know it is make sure you're not just going for the lowest hanging fruit kind of thing. But then it's interesting because it is know your own worth. Don't just say yes to everybody, but also branch out a little bit more than just who you think your type is. 
Oh, absolutely. Like, especially because of, you know, the pandemic, huge surge of divorces, Mm -hmm. separations, all that stuff. People who have never seen or like seen dating apps, but never had to been on a dating app now. And having those conversations is how do you date in this world when dating apps are the primary way to meet people? And what does that mean? What does that look like? What is the language of that? You know what I mean? And like, if someone doesn't text me back, is that ghosting? And And like, what are the rules of ghosting? And like, what is all of that? And, you know, recognizing what love bombing is and what are your boundaries when it comes to dating? What, you know, what are the questions that you have? Because some people just go hard on a pick and be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Know? And that's not, let's just say this, no matter, I think for 99% of the population, that is not anyone's love language is random pick to nope. the inbox. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh, it's not the flex you think it is, dudes. Nope. No. And literally, sometimes they're not even flexing. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I have the air on. What do you want? <laughs> this is the pool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an ice bath kind of guy, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Hot and cold yeah. blended in yeah. there. With uh, those that are now first timers into the dating game and dating apps, gentle points of like, all right, here's mm. a couple of just a heads up to help you through it. Yeah. Oh, certainly. I was going to, yeah, on, on that, I was wondering too, are like certain apps for certain yeah. outcomes, right? Like yeah. there are, and is that well known or is that you got to kind of learn? Yeah, well, you got to, you kind of got to learn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but like there's bad, good and bad to every app, to every uh, person to all of that, right? So, like for example, Bumble was created so that women could have a little bit more of a driver's seat in terms of, you know, I want to meet you, I'm ready for this, right? Mm-hmm. So, like generally speaking, if you're going to go on Bumble, it's because you're ready to like actually connect with a woman because a woman who's going to be on Bumble and to purposefully like respond to you within 24 hours, which is like the time frame, like they're ready. It's like I'm here for this, right? Yep. So if you're you know a jerk on Bumble, you don't belong on Bumble. Hinge also pretty serious. Hinge is also pr- pretty serious daters because there's like so many questions and like they go really into depth in your personality and then tinder is to f- around you know <laughs> like let's just just straight up mm-hmm. like tinder is to just like get out there have a good time you can meet quality people on tinder yeah right but the, but tinder's like you know that's where you start or but my, actually my favorite dating app what's plenty of fish all about Oh, is it still around? Oh, man. oh trust me, I know people age, who have cheated on family members by using that website. Don't forget. That's where all the cheaters live. Plenty of fish is where all uh, the cheaters live. Uh, really? Yeah. All right, sorry, go back. I interrupted you. You said you have your, no, your favorite. Okay. My favorite is the Facebook dating app. <gasps> really? No! Bro, I what? love the Facebook dating app. I love it. I don't care. I don't care. I stand by it. Wow. I met, I met oh. many wonderful people. I really liked it. I didn't think you could give me one, but... Red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Marketplace you're on accidentally? Yeah. Yeah. Did you slide into somebody's DM and just say, hey, beautiful. (laughs) Couch for sale? Is that code for something? (laughs) I didn't. Facebook has so many tools. I mean, and, and. well, a in, lot of tools on Facebook. Yeah, a lot right, of yeah. Yep. <laughs> a lot of tools. Oh, so I just saw a post. So there's. Mm. No, I can't say it because it, the, the circle's too tight. So I got to move on. I got to move okay. on. Okay. It involves animals and spouses, partners. Anyway, never mind. Okay. Sorry <laughs> I said that out loud. <laughs> we had one text uh, and basically it came back to, and this was someone that has had a bit of connection on the show and it was surrounding who should pay on dates. Because that was the the question, right? Of mm-hmm. well, if you know a dude's paying, is it? Am I implying that I'm superior to you? If you pay, is it your independence, or do you then feel like I'm a cheapskate? Yeah. Because without verbalizing that, it could send up a lot of flares to different. 
places. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like and that's always like the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whenever somebody goes on a date, that's always it's never like, hey, do you have a good time? It's like, so they pay? You know, like so so who pay like who pay for the day? It's always like one of those mm-hmm. questions. Uh, but Bumble had this really great we talked about it earlier on the show, but Bumble had this really great uh, survey. Yeah. They surveyed thousands of people to talk about twenty twenty three dating trends. And one of the biggest twenty twenty three dating trends, and thank goodness that we're here, is budget friendly dates. Twenty eight percent of global respondents, twenty nine percent of Canadians said that they are setting financial boundaries in their dating lives. Right. So a lot of people are moving towards more casual, more budget friendly dates mm-hmm. versus like, I'm going to take you out and go for dinner and spend a whole bunch of money. Yeah. I actually kind of see that as a red flag. now. <laughs> like, is that weird? Is that weird? Like uh, as a person who has been actively dating for years, if somebody were to say, hey, I'm going to take you out and like I want to buy you dinner, it's, it's weird that a part of me is like red flag. You like, know what? Well, if that's me, what the focus is, right? Like that seems like where's your... Trying to control me. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like I'm like... Oh. Or is it a flex of some sort too? It's like, an old school way, I yeah. think too. Yeah. Maybe we're in a in a large transition period, like a, a years or decade transition period where now people are like... Uh, Two of us to get a happy meal is thirty five bucks. <laughs> so can you imagine a real meal? You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. But for sixty bucks, we have a picnic and some cocktails somewhere. You know what I mean? If that makes any and sense. And way more interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. And if I want to get out of the date, I don't feel as obligated to like be there or to like, you know what I mean? Or if I have a mm-hmm. time, then I don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. At least I have an out when it's mm-hmm. you know a budget friendly. For date. me, uh, go, like, and I'm a foodie. I love like going out for dinner when it happens. But to me, that's not a really a, a huge date anymore or not something that you should do like as a first because it's just like you're picking the stock and standard date idea yeah. it's been done for like a hundred years <laughs> yeah. be creative and find something else to do and that's to me that's why it's a bit of a red flag so i'm like oh, okay you can't think of anything else like you yeah. don't want to do something else the picnic idea still dinner but a different kind of date restaurant hole in the wall yeah. noodle place absolutely so we can maybe on the spot i'll throw a date idea this was done just pre-pandemic uh because full disclosure, I talked to Carlin, uh, had some rough spots and wanted to find a, just a better way to be better me and, and equally how to lean into a relationship and work and prove on it. And it was like, be interesting about dates. Again, and Laura nailed it, the whole like dinner out. Okay, whoop-de-doo. I mean, I'm sure, hey, my steak was lovely, but whoop-de-doo. <laughs> it took my wife, went to a gun range in Brantford. <laughs> yeah. And that was the, we laughed our asses off. 90 minutes, so much fun. I mean, all in, we were the price of a nice meal, but we ended up just grabbing like, hey, what do you want? Uh, you know, let's do something easy. Like, let's get a burger and fries and just shoot the breeze. And we did it post gun range. When I mean, so it's called so Urban Tactical. You can go in. You don't need uh, licensing or certification. They have someone with you the whole time. They handle the gun and all that. But you can go through almost like a menu and go, I'll do package A, but I'd like to uh, bring in the zombie shotgun. It's so fun and was so interesting. And then at the end, you get your target. You take it with you. And oh, that's fun. My wife, we were like, we discovered, holy shit. You're a sniper. She had, there's a Canadian flag, a leaf on the top left corner. And she basically hit all the points. And he was wow. like, this is amazing. Well, that opened up conversation of things we had never talked about in all of our years. Yeah. But think of even as a newbie. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a fan of guns, but it's yeah. maybe, maybe get to know the person before you take them to a gun. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Maybe a third or fourth date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just something so unique and to the point of she still talks about it and recommends it to her friends. Cute. Yeah. But she's not, she like doesn't drop, re- yeah. <laughs> she doesn't mention restaurants that we went to. She mentions that, that experiential side. Mm-hmm. Again, budgetarily, it's going to be a little bit more than a, a picnic date, but it's, for sure. It worked. You know what else is a favorite date of mine? 
going to the arcade. Yes. Yeah, that's I super fun. I love that. love going yeah. to the arcade. Take me on an arcade date yep. any day. Escape any rooms day. too, okay. anything like Escape that. Anything mildly yeah. competitive, but not too competitive. Like it's that's the good one. Like competitive yes. for for useless skills. That's well, what I'm all about. It actually makes you more attractive. If you if you knew, right, so competition actually breeds like a healthy level of like attraction between mm-hmm. people, right? So like you know it increases your hormones, it gets you feeling a little warm inside, right? So it actually is better for your date to do something a little bit competitive, fun, like, experiential. How about uh, Frolf? A little Frolf, eh? Frolf is great. Frolf yeah, is so fun. I live right by one of the Frolf courses in Waterloo, so I don't know what Frolf is. Sorry, guys. It's I'm frisbee, like, golf. frisbee golf. You oh. bring a backpack full of frisbees. You bring another backpack full of hooch, and then you have a time <laughs> yeah, or whatever you like to just partake like walking, in. Just like walking, throwing the frisbee. Maybe bring some sp- snacks because you can literally you literally spend hours playing. And everybody's in that vibe. Everybody there. It's not like where you go golfing and you've got the dude who's fully kitted out in the gear and is like, "Can we play through? Come on!" Like, yeah. Some courses are fine, but others you get somebody. You know, they're driving the ball literally up your butt. This way. Frolf is, it's cash. Maybe a little pickleball, huh? How fun. Lawn bowling. I love lawn bowling. Uh, we, remember yeah, we did that Bachi. years ago for a charity event? We used to event? do that for the charity event. It events. was so fun. Yeah. You dress in white. You go for a little lawn bowl. It was essentially standing around holding cocktails and throwing every once in a while. specifically why I That's like it so my much. kind of sport. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, so back to some of the other things. And what we talked about, we, okay, we addressed the budget, uh, budget-friendly dates. Uh, to, to not hop back, but hop back about pictures and post them all. So Ooh, this man. is this is also a, a good sleuthy way to ensure yeah. that the person you're newly dating is the right kind of person for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do is this is about me telling my story. So I'll tell you okay. Mm. So I was dating this guy in Toronto. Was dating this guy, had hung out with him a couple times and was just like, all right, what are we doing here? Like are we going to be like are we dating other people? You know, like what's what's kind of happening yep. here and he's like Baby, I love you. You're the only one for me. He had this like great accent. He was German. I was like, yeah, uh, sure. Like, <laughs> I'll fall for it. Why not? But like, e- here's the thing: is that for someone like me, when I say I'll fall for it, it's because I'm like, I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. But like, I'm gonna <laughs> see where this goes. Yeah. I'm more interested <laughs> in the journey of it. So I went along with the journey, knowing full well as to what I was signing up for. And I think that 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 is also a topic of conversation. Is like, be aware. You know, like just like don't be ignorant to your own situation. Mm-hmm. Right. It, like like the red flags are real. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go along the journey with it, even though all of these red flags are popping up, you, you kind of have like you got to take a little bit of credit mm-hmm. if it falls apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So knowing that went for it anyways, but super curious because this person like he would say things to my face and I was like, you're lying. <laughs> like you are just full on lying. But some people are such good liars and they gaslight you so hard that unless you have, even sometimes if you have hard evidence, mm-hmm. right? Like you get in turn can gaslight yourself into being yep. like, wait, mm-hmm. is Been there, wait. done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not gaslighting myself, but I, I just kind of want to call this guy out because gaslighting liars like this really need to be called out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to be the person to catch him. So he had a lot of things, you know, secret hidden, social media, and I was like, immediate red flag. But I went on his TikTok, 
And on his TikTok, he was following someone. So I went through everyone he was following on TikTok. And yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm calling this guy out. (laughs) Because you just felt it. You felt it in your toes. Oh, I knew it. I knew it right away. Nobody loves Bob's you this hard and is honest. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm amazing. I know that. I am. I literally call myself a goddess. (laughs) But like, if you are laying that on me as thick as much as I believe in myself. You know what I mean? You're lying. Making like, up th- for something. There needs to be a it, little yeah. bit of anxiety. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. a healthy like hesitation, especially when people are getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't have any of it. So I was like, mm, red Kind of like a pro at it sort of thing? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, these yeah. are in the tank, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I did on his TikTok, I saw this tiny little profile picture because you can't even click on the profile pictures, this tiny little picture. And I saw a picture of him and another woman in this profile picture. They very much did not look like siblings. And (laughs) I was, and like, they, like, it wasn't like that kind of a picture. So I screenshot it. I sent it to him and he started with, oh, that's just my sister. And I was like, you don't have sisters. He's like, "Ah, that's my friend. And I was like, okay. So like, bro. You're dating multiple women. And I told you, it's totally okay because we're just getting to know each other. But you lying about it, that's... It's a bad start. I'm calling anything, I'm, yeah. I'm calling you out. I'm also blocking you now immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Flush. Um, see you later. And uh, see you later, bud. Yeah. But that's how I caught him cheating on me. And he still denied it. So Yeah. Some the audacity is really real for a the lot of people. The audacity. So yeah. in... That personality type is that because there are, as you'd said, there people cheat for different reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would he qualify under that narcissism category? Absolutely. So so this is a conversation that definitely gets people riled yeah. up. I made a, a video on my TikTok about it, like over a million views. And like the comment section was like, wow, like people get very very emotional when you talk about affairs, cheating, any of that kind of stuff. So in knowing that, check yourself before you start listening to the rest of this podcast, (laughs) because I'm going to point out that there are different reasons why people cheat. And it's not because everyone's just a like not everybody's an (laughs) asshole. You know what I mean? You either cheat because you are a narcissist or you cheat because you have poor emotional coping skills. And the situations can sometimes lead us to feel like we don't have other options, right? And one of the things that we talked about, so if you're a narcissist, you're just a narcissist, you will always be a cheater. And like, we yeah, we know that person. That's the person that everybody hates, mm-hmm. right? I don't have to go into details Tristan about what that looks like. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> good, good one. <laughs> yeah, we'll always be a cheater. That's just how it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the people, you know, you've been married for 20 years, so, for example, I have a patient. I'll tell this story. I have a patient who I absolutely love and adore. Been married for like 20-something years, right, forever, but has been on her relationship and on her partnership about like, hey, you need to pull it together. Like, we got to start dating again. Like, the kids are older now. Like, we need to start to reconnect. Like, you're not supportive of me. You're putting in too much time into our kids. Like, we have to also have a relationship here. Yeah. Has been trying for like five years to just get her partner to listen. He won't. He won't he won't try. He won't do anything. He he won't plan dates. He won't he helps around the house, sure, but like because it's for the kids. You know what I mean? Isn't mm-hmm. very supportive, doesn't do any of those things. So like what was my advice to her? Have an affair. Whoa. 
uh, and here, but like, but, it, but now is that that suggestion like a kick in the pants to just do something, or is it like just go? Out and... Well, a I say that I, I say that semi seriously, right? Of course, <laughs> right, yeah. because I say that because I need you to feel what that feels like as an option. Right, yeah. so I don't necessarily say that as like that's the. Yeah. There's your answer. Yeah, yeah. here's your fish. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your script. It's yeah. like here's one of the answers. Yeah. How does that feel for you? Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. So then I said that it's, she sat with it, and then she went to her partner, and she's like, "Okay, so what's the timeline? So what's the timeline before I get to actually start to cheat on you and do these things? Because we haven't had sex in three years. We you we don't go on dates." We don't connect. You don't care. You spend all of your extra time in our kids who are teenagers and running their own lives. Like, when, what is my timeline that I now get to do things for me? Mm-hmm. Because we don't necessarily have to split up. I mean, I'll just we can just share our RSPs till the day we die. But w- how do I get my happiness yeah. back into my life? And she was like, what is it, three months? Six months? How how long? How what is your timeline before you're going to actually start to show up for this relationship again? Is it yeah. too high? Is it too high? <laughs> so many questions. Uh, I mean, so if many you questions. got one, Benny, go. But um, what in your? Because I know you haven't sat with the husband, the partner on this. Yeah. Any idea? I mean, because it, it's hard to. What would put him him in a place where his partner's essentially like screaming, has lit herself on like, fire, like to me. Jesus, yeah. I'm here, like I'm not dead, like to have no movement, like doesn't move the needle, he doesn't activate on on all of it. Mm-hmm. What is what's wrong? Why? With him? Yeah, why? Like, what's the? I, I I can't grasp that because in learning as you age, it's mm-hmm. like you're together and you work at it, mm-hmm. or you're not and you get out, mm-hmm. which sounds cut and dry. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just at a loss because that's like it's effort to live with someone who's unhappy. It is effort because yeah. she's probably at times in a mood. She There's probably lashing out. There's probably fighting. Absolutely. That's not a pleasurable place to be emotionally and physically. No, but a lot of those people also have grew up in that type of situation. I was going to mm. say that. That seems just like, you know, the old kind of viewpoint of yeah. marriage. Yep. Like that 50s mom. It's like you just do your thing yep. and I, I do this mm-hmm. and I bring the money home. And Yep. Yep. Well, it sounds like it could be it could be a mental health thing on his exactly. side too, right? Like he could be suffering and either not aware of it or something. But if there is that, it's a rut. Basically, he's yeah. in a rut. He's Mariana's trench. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. 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 And depression in men, like, and depression in men also presents much differently than it does in women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to see a little bit of a shift in that. So, for example, uh, you know, we romanticize this idea of like that movie Grumpy Old Men, right? Mm-hmm. Walter Matthau, super cute, absolutely adorable, but the show's called Grumpy Old Men. Uh, grumpy Old Man means that that man has depression, right? Like, we yeah. romanticize also some of these traits in men that is really unfair Mm -hmm. to men and I think the way we also socialize men to talk about their feelings to be able to be vulnerable with not only their partners but with themselves and then with their own friends like we've also failed men in all of this and I honestly truly believe that so with this guy, for example right like the 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 complacent guy the too comfortable for his own goods you know that's probably what he saw he probably saw in his own household, in his own family dynamic, right? Mom and dad just stay together for the kids, which is like the worst oh, thing you yeah. could ever mm-hmm. do, speaking as a child of divorce, right? Um, but then also some guys just like, 
they're they're way off and you know stuck on their phones or like too busy video like, games video ga- and they're not in present in their yep. reality and you could be on fire and they still won't see it. I mean, this goes for any gender, really. Yeah. It happens in both genders. <clears throat> I just happen to see it a lot more because I have more women than men in my private practice, even though I talk to both. But um, it's, you know, what what do you do then? What do you do when you're literally lighting yourself on fire in front of your partner and saying, hey, I'm still here. We can still do this. Do you also think that it's an issue too? Because I've seen in those situations too where people try to bring that up to their partner and they're saying, hey, I want you to take me out on dates because it's not something like, hey, I cheated on you or hey, we're in this toxic like screaming matches because it's I want you to do something positive or it's going to be negative. I feel like people also just don't take it seriously enough. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, sorry. Like I didn't I didn't think a dinner was going to make and break or Mm -hmm. make. Or break our marriage. But <laughs> well, it's not the dinner, it's the effort. But that's yeah. what a lot of people I yeah. don't think understand. They don't get it through their heads. And yes. I think it's a result of watching those marriages. Like I grew up around a lot of those marriages where it's yep. just, you know, a farmer goes at the farm, wife goes goes home to wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of that. And again, well, we have all grown up in various uh, incarnations and versions of, of marriages. You're a fucking adult. Be responsible for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut yeah. up. It. it Shut up. There's you have no other option. You get one chance to figure this out. Yep. No one is perfect. Life is not perfect. Relationships won't. But if yep. you lack the desire to improve it in any way, you're kind of fucked. And yeah. and your life is worth more than that. If nothing else, and this guy starts working on himself and discover he might discover new things about him and he may go, You're not the one for me. I love what we had. I'm sorry I've lost interest, but I want something different. It's freedom for her. Yeah. She gets to discover her life. And that happens. And that's okay. Yeah. Growth is good in relationships. Yeah. And monogamy is not necessarily always the option. However, like just com- being complacent or being too comfortable in it and ignoring that there is a problem, that's not, you know, there's no insurance that's going to come through. <laughs> no. I think the worst thing about those situations, too, when you see them happening, if the couple does end up breaking up, you find out that both parties, even the one that isn't putting in the effort to date, once they start putting in the effort to date somebody else, they realize how much happier they are. And they're like, oh, this is way better. It's like if you would have just done that with your other relationship, yeah. it would have yeah. been successful. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of the conversation that we just had, which was about like how do men find their uh, find their partners versus how do women select their partners? Yeah. Right. And we were talking about how women select their partners based on like a set of criteria. Right. Like yep. does he yeah. have a job? Is he a good, going to be stable? a good dad? They, are they stable? Yeah. yeah. Can they, you know, provide for me? Men. Uh, get into relationships because that's who's in front of them when they are ready to be serious. Not because the person necessarily meets any type yeah. of like compatible criteria. It's, oh, I'm ready now. Yeah. Let's do this. This is the person I'm talking to at this yeah. given point in time. So, <laughs> And maybe that's why I wonder, like, obviously, I know there's not data. I'm just kind of guessing here. But maybe that's why you do find that happening more with the guys not wanting to put the effort into the relationships because they're... They're like, okay, I'm ready to settle down now. I've done enough to woo you. We're in a relationship. Maybe we're married with kids. My job's and done. And I'm yeah. done. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yep. Gonna exactly. go play Xbox or just hang out with kids or go golfing and then uh, we're yeah. gonna go. Like Listen. marriage isn't the, like the ceremony isn't a finish line. It's yeah. in fact the starting. Yeah. The yeah. starting point. That's the thing about like as a exactly. girl who never wants to get married, I'm like, wedding presents are one thing, but what about like I think a ten year anniversary should be a bigger thing than Yeah. Then like that's what should get the real good gifts. It's like you you stuck up with this person. My best friend who I yeah. love says that marriages should be negotiated like every five years. Like, <laughs> like a, a contract. A, yeah, yeah, like a contract. 
Because it is a contract. It is, right? yeah, yeah. Marriage is an economic contract. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's this is not about religion. Yeah, like I don't yeah. care what you think, right? This isn't about like whatever. It is an economic contract to provide you stability financially, emotionally, all of those ways. But it's an economic contract for your life. So she always says, she's like, we should negotiate every five to 10 years. Like, are we still doing this? Are we still happy? What do we need? Do we still want to do this? Do we want to try different things? Do we want to come back? Right? Like, if you looked at your relationship like that, like so much more of the rest of the world actually does, right? That's why arranged marriages do happen and still happen frequently. And the rate of happiness in arranged marriages actually is pretty on par with uh, like a, a love match, right? Really? So fifty percent, Ab- absolutely, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, around there, a- absolutely. Yeah. And it, and it's because, right? If you look at marriage as this, you know, you romanticize it too much, you're going to give so much of yourself. You're not going to give any boundaries. You're not going to establish the growth path of the relationship. But if you go into it saying, okay, this marriage is a way to invest in not only one another, but in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So how can we do that together and like continue to hit Mm -hmm. those goalposts as we move along? Marriage. It's like golf. It's easy, right? You just get in there. Yeah. (laughs) It's what. And I don't know. I don't think you'd ever be able to incorporate it in the education system in the sense that they give you sex ed, and we can't even agree on that, for God's sake. Yeah. But the world lacks financial education. I yeah. think we could all speak to that because we've learned it at various speeds and, and volumes through the ages. But but love, because you really only learn. It's not what you're being told. It's what you witness. Yeah. And, and then that's such a hard thing. Now, there's some people that buck the trend. They grow up in a single-parent house, and they grow up to be the most awesome partner ever and, mm-hmm. and dialed in and engaged. But- this isn't, but it's so, it is hard. And don't deny it's it's hard and it's in its work. But that, when we address it on the show where it's the, the effort matters because it's that, that person that you want to experience life with for all the ups and downs. And that should be the case. Like it is the literal roller coaster. Yeah. It's a partnership, right? Marriage isn't a prize to be won. Marriage is a partnership. So if you can start to see it in that way, you'll stop just buying flowers and being like, look, I made her happy. I bought her flowers. Yeah. Right? It's like, what? happy wife, happy life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Do you meet my emotional needs? Yeah. Do you want to hear about my day? Do you spend time to actually like physically connect with me? Right. Like those are the things I don't care about how much money you make. I don't care about like what kind of a family you come from. I don't care about any of those things. Mm-hmm. Do you have an emotional intelligence that meets mine? Cool. Let's let's shack up and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you should have different like th- there's been a couple of friends in the past where it's they were almost clones of one another. And it the campaign was like, if you don't find your perfect match, it, this isn't in for you. The people that I've seen succeed in marriage are so, or I should say relationships, because not everything involves a ring. Um, But in a long-term relationship, they're they're polar opposite. They have things that connect and blend because they have the same views and thoughts and beliefs, but uh, one loves gardening, one loves motorcycles. Like, so polar opposite, but they're happy that their person has a thing they're passionate about. I didn't know Sarah liked motorcycles. (laughs) (laughs) They bust my balls. They think I actually like the yard work in my That's a whole other podcast. I thought you did like the yard work. Yeah, thank you. He does. Hold on. He does. It's okay. I like yard work. I I, I I know what, we now know that Jeff told you that at one point deep in a therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) Confirmed. Uh, Another thing we, we talked about, well, you brought it up and it's so valid about in relationships, time spent alone and time 
and or spent alone with friends, meaning you and your partner. Yeah, yeah. So it's time spent alone yourself, time spent alone together, you and your partner with son's kids, and then time spent alone with your friends. Because uh, we have to start crushing these expectations of like, what does it mean to be in a relationship? Yeah. And how are we allowed to grow in it? You know, I consistently hear those stories. And I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it like this, because it's this consistent story of I'm out with my buddy and his wife is on the phone every five minutes just being like, hey, 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 or out with my girlfriend and her husband is on the phone. Where's this, honey? Where's this? How do you do this? That all of yeah. these things. And it's like. Why can't anybody in a relationship get like an hour without a text message yep. from a partner? Why can't I have alone time by myself, alone time with my friends? And then we just talked about spending, investing in alone time together, right? You need to have a balance of all three. Oh, well, especially I think post pandemic when a lot of people were <laughs> together 24 all the time. All the time. All the so- time. You're working from home or you're not working because yep. of that. Like my wife and I, she was off work for a year and a half of the pandemic. And before that, she was working shift work. So there was evenings where we've got kids. So I would be home alone, you know, alone by myself. The kids are in bed, that sort of thing. We'd make the weekends count when she's not working. Um, But then when it was every single night, every single night just becomes... What's on TV? You know, yeah. like what are we, yeah. we going to watch tonight? Like we did the board game thing, we did the puzzle thing, we did the <laughs> baking bread, all that, whatever. <laughs> Sourdough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then it was like, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm just going to go into this room. You go into this room, and well, <laughs> we'll talk so that's a couple the thing. Hours. Like, how do couples get around pure alone time though? When you still have, like, for the example in my house, like when when my boyfriend, like his friends, want to hang out, I'm like go I'm like <laughs> get out of the house because yeah. I never have alone time anymore because he works from home. Yeah. Yeah. When do you get that time otherwise if they're not hanging out with their friends? Like, how do couples get around that? Well, if you work from home, you have to make an effort to leave your house, people. Yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> right? Just... Like, some people have gotten real accustomed to being at home, though. They love yeah. that. Like, and I know he's at least an extrovert and likes to go see people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know some friends that are introverts and, like, they just don't leave their house anymore. Ever. Ever. And yeah. it's like, and, and they are having problems in their relationship. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. maybe. You should get out the door. You need to yeah. leave the house. Go to your other friend's introvert friend's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Go sit on your computers on their your friend's couch. It's fine. Or your yeah. phones or the whatever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if you work from home, you have to make an effort to leave your home. Just like for people who work outside of the home, have to make an effort to come back into the house and readjust. Right? Like we always joke for years. We've always joked about like the people who sit in their car for 10 minutes and like take some breaths before walking into their house. Guilty. <laughs> Yeah, and that's okay, and that's totally normal, and it's totally okay to take that time for yourself. But if you are just working from home and then expecting your partner to come home to enrich that time to give you those dopamine boosts, no, you have to leave your house. So start seeking hobbies outside of the home. You can't work from home and then just be an at-home gamer all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you, like I, no one is going to date you. <laughs> so just direct and your facial expression Carlin I wish I had my phone going I wish yeah. I had captured that <laughs> just flatlined you uh, yeah yeah well and that's uh, we could talk about the same subject in like 17 different webs because of just yeah when people forget that you have to try to be the best version of you in order to give the be- that best version to the other person again you're not responsible for their happiness but if you're living in the home, find some joy. 
because you bring the joy in, then you know that's it's contagious. Yes, it's engaging. It's yes. it, it, it for they ask questions like, "Hey, why are you in a good?" Then it starts. Work was great. Oh, okay, well they fired that person. You got to promote whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, it's the comfort rut. Uh, th- bam. Yeah. It's the comfort yeah. rut. Yeah. Damn, we are dropping some truth bombs here. <laughs> I do want to get to a question that we yeah. said we'd get to on air. Um, we've said that we'd get to it in the podcast. Yeah. So we had a text say, a boyfriend of a few years still has a hard time getting over the fact that I've had more past partners than them and that I've had more experiences. He always compares it to our relationship. How can I help him move past that and stop constantly bringing it up? Bringing it up? Oh, buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm already hearing the question, like, uh, is mine bigger? Like, that is the worst. If you ever think you're going to ask that question, can I just say don't? Yeah, no, don't. If you're don't. a guy or girl, whatever, like, don't ask questions comparing yourself to your past relationship. No, man, body count doesn't matter. And you know what? It really, for some reason, I only see that this matters when it's that way, when it's like men care what their female partner's body count is, not usually the other way, because it's like men are assumed to be sluts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like men are assumed to have all of these experiences, which is also a way that we are failing men, because that's also not very true, especially now in in this dating age. It's actually becoming less true. I'm meeting more men and hearing of more men who are having less experiences um, and more women who are like, woohoo! It's like flipped a little bit, right? It is flipping a little bit. And how do you... And it's not just sex, though, too. Like, any guy who's so worried about her having a lot more fun 10 years ago or whatever, if she's with the guy now and enjoying their time together, it's not always just about what's going on in the bedroom, right? Like, it's like, well, clearly she likes him enough (laughs) to be with him now. And it, it does blow my mind to kind of extend on that where it's like, oh, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't know you existed 10 yeah. years ago, yeah, unless yeah, you yeah, like yeah. go to the same school. Like right. I've moved different cities. Like I didn't even know you were a human. I was like, how could you be jealous of something that you weren't even around for? Yeah. yeah. The joke in my relationship is I always say there's um, uh, PL and, and post L, like pre-Laura and post-Laura. I'm yeah. like, you didn't have a life before me. It's fine. There's no point. In <laughs> right. I joke, I joke. <laughs> but like that's, that's what you should look at you know like why do you care what they were like whatever they were doing is what makes them who they are right now well exactly and that's how exactly what I was going to say to that point is you look at your partner's experiences prior to you as like training right <laughs> like it's like elementary school high school college years yeah. and then like if you're going to commit to somebody that's you've reached your PhD and you're ready to like dissertate the hell out of your relationship <laughs> you know what I mean you're like okay like let's do this right and so if your partner is feeling inadequate that's why you have to remember that it is a feeling of inadequacy that they're feeling it's an insecurity on their end so in which, in which ways do they need to be supported with their own self-worth Right. Because especially when, you know, is it a cockfight? Like what (laughs) like we talked about, right? Like what's happening here? So how can you how can your partner spend more time enriching how they feel about themselves? You won't be able to do anything. Like you can say, like, honey, like the my life before you, I didn't know you. Like, what was I supposed to do? Stay virginal until we got like <laughs> yeah. married? Like, then we'd have sex, and this would probably suck a lot more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I give you a great because <laughs> I had ways to like practice before well, you, bud. You I mean, know, you gotta have so many statements. Like, uh, they clearly weren't that good because I'm here now. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So this is about you know talking to your partner and being like, okay, babe, listen, I get it, but like you're showing me your insecurities and like. That's cool. Yeah. But you need to 
spend some time building up your own self-worth now. You need to spend some time realizing that you're amazing mm-hmm. and that's why I'm choosing you. Yeah, he's trying to basically hide his insecurities through that number, that body count, mm-hmm. yep. when in reality that it's just, it's a, it's a phone number, it doesn't matter. No. So an example would be someone that has five partners mm-hmm. over five years or one partner, you're still f***ing the same amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if the number Making equals the out to 500, calls, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just True. with different people. Well. Again, take that at the advantage that, oh, you yeah. got you got a few tricks. What, put my leg where? Like that kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, those tricks could still happen with one person, though, too. Yes. You get bored, and then you start Googling things. You're like, hey, what about this? So, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what would you say as advice for people? I'm going to loop these groups of people in the same vein, but what do you say for, for girls or guys who have been trying to do the dating scene? Mm-hmm. They either keep getting ghosted or keep having people say, I'm like they they get into the situationship level, then they finally address, hey, what is this? And then they get told, oh, well, uh, uh, I'm just so busy with work right now. It's totally not you. Like just keep getting in those situations. Yeah. So uh, that that is about setting boundaries a lot sooner. If you continue to find yourself in situationships, it's because you're not establishing what you want and what they are have the capacity to give you soon. And early enough, right? Like the first conversation doesn't be have to be like, are we going to get married? Right. But the first conversation can be like, where are you at with respect to dating? Like, are you ready to be in a long-term relationship? Have you just gotten out of a relationship yourself? Are you just looking for some fun? Like that needs to be the first conversation. That's a great point. I mean, you could have first date conversation like it, sometimes you struggle with what you're going to say, what mm-hmm. you, how to keep a conversation going, but those are great points. That's one of them. Where are you in your career? What are you doing right now with yeah. your own personal life? And that sort of thing. Like all of that is a great, it's a good conversation over a picnic or drinks or escape room or whatever. Yep. But then it also kind of sets the scene for what both parties might be expecting. Right? Absolutely. And if they give you these like loosey goosey answers yeah. of like, well, yeah. like, I don't know. It's like, Let's okay, cool. Let's see where it goes. Like, Let's what if see they where say it that? goes? No, peace out, bro. Like, like, let's see where it goes is a great red flag. It's a great way to cop out on like, I don't know if I'm ready to commit or not. I don't know if I'm convinced that I'm going to commit to you. And, and like, it's not to say again that when you meet somebody, it's like, and now we're doing this. It's more about like, but are you ready to do something yeah. if we do click? Right. And like, let's just see where it goes. It's like, no, 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 I don't I don't want to see. I see a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I see the sun. Yeah. I see the road. Yeah. I see my phone. <laughs> I'm ready to see a relationship and I'm dating you because I see a potential with you. That's that's where I'm seeing it, it going. But if you aren't ready f- to seek potential, then uh, then we're out, friends. You know what I mean? Like as soon as somebody says that to me, I'm like, no, red flag, because that's just become that's just become that sentence now. So then yeah. how would somebody who keeps running into that situation, though, if it's like if it's one individual who gets that from the other side constantly, what do they do? Like, what's the what do you do from that? Like, yeah, what's, what's, the, what's fix? the fix? Well, there's I think there's two reasons why that can happen. So one that can happen because the people that you are meeting are um, they're, they're just not ready. Right. They mm. don't have the capacity to meet you where you're at. 
But then the second reason why that can happen is because you're a little too intense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And yeah. you're a little yeah, bit yeah, like, yeah. hi, I'm ready to get married. Are you? Yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Maybe go over to Match.com yeah. and not, uh, not Tinder or something. Oh, is that Match yeah. still a thing, too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Match is still a thing. Match is still a Yahoo thing. Yahoo Dating sends out some press releases every now and then, wow. doesn't it? Or no, Your Tango. Your Tango is your the tango. one. Your Tango. Interesting. Your Tango. Great for yeah. radio uh, content bits. They have a lot of stats. <laughs> yeah, they like to study the people. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> The, One of yeah. the fixes is also then try dates. Try and date outside your type. Yeah, yeah, there you that's, go. Hey, that's the circle. fix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, date outside your type. Right. If you keep going after the same kind of guy and you keep getting the same kind of thing, date somebody completely different and learn something new. Mm-hmm. You know, you could probably surprise yourself. I was into always to women that had uh, dark hair, mm-hmm. and I married a blonde. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and, and, yeah. and, and Sarah was not if you initially like off my checkbox like. Too too loud, too wild. We're like, okay, can like can I handle this? Yeah. Uh, and and uh, you know, obviously, you know, here we are to this day. One, I want, and you and I, we were texting back and forth. I know this is a bit of a broad question, and maybe you can pull a point or two out of it. But the biggest or the most common issues with relationships today, and maybe we already touched upon that, so to speak. But as we've come out of the pandemic, and you know, we, we address some of those dating apps and some of those issues on that front, but. Is there something that seems to be underlying with people in general, not even gender related, but just like, man, this is people are kind of stuck on this. Yeah. So the most common problems you're seeing in relationships, I'll give you a list and then I'll kind of break them down because the most common problems you're seeing in relationships right now are number one, always affairs, infidelity, cheating, how people also cheated over the pandemic during lockdowns is mind blowing to me. Like you are stealthy. Yeah. I want you on my escape room team. You know what I mean? But I don't want to be in a relationship with you. (laughs) Right. Like those people that are fun to party with, but I don't want to talk to you outside of that party. Yeah. 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 I was like, I don't know how you did that when like you have to be home every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Very that one. Secondly, uh, second most common problem is sexual issues. So particularly like loss of libido um, and then also like questioning sexuality. Mm -hmm. Like what is my sexuality now? Um, Then there's also significant differences in core values and beliefs. I think a lot of people saw that. Um, after spending a lockdown or two with them, yeah. right? And recognizing, oh, wait a second, my values, my beliefs, maybe we don't match up as much. And that goes to your point, Jeff, especially about saying like dating, the success of relationships can be can look like dating someone who's opposite of yeah. you. But as long as your core values and beliefs are the same, right? Then there's a total potential for longevity there. Um, another common problem that we're seeing is trauma healing. So people throughout relationship, throughout the relationship life cycle will be prompted, will be triggered in order to start healing some of their traumas, right? Especially if you've been in a relationship since like, you know, the age of 20, by the time you hit 30, 35, 40, right? Your mommy and daddy issues are going to start hitting pretty hard. Sure. You know, so trauma healing is also one of those things. Um, Responses to prolonged periods of no sex, which... Right, sexual deserts are a big thing, and then also just like being bored is another problem. How I'm I'm bored in my relationship, and on that bored point, how much of that again? We've mentioned the like what you're responsible for and your partner. How how much of that is on you in the sense that you've done things to not keep your interest up versus they're just boring. They offer me nothing. That kind of scenario. Yeah, and that goes with along with the common issue of expectations, right? So if you're bored in your relationship, what is the expectation that you have set for the relationship and for yourself um, and for the other person? 
and how are you connecting to kind of mend that bridge, mm-hmm. right? And and if you're bored, is it because you're expecting your partner to be your entertainer, right? Is Are you expecting your partner to be the one who always brings you your happiness, always ignites or inspires that within you, right? Because that's highly unrealistic. How much are you investing in your own joy and then walking alongside your partner? You know, I see relationships as this. Many people, we meet people, we get those big butterflies, we get that intensity. That's also a big red flag. Huge. (laughs) Like if you feel overcome with like love and you're like, you know, you get into that anxious state. Right. That's a huge red flag for you and for the relationship and for the other person already. It's like the can the candle that burns twice as yeah. bright fizzles out twice yeah. as quickly. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It yeah. leads to codependency and an enmeshment. Right. And that can be really hard to untangle uh, because it leads to unrealistic <clears throat> expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but relationships are supposed to look like two individuals that come together and the idea is to close the gap between you two and walk alongside one another not completely enmesh with one another and that i think is the way that we have learned about relationships poorly yeah to be honest it's with not you. your whole life well, it's no, not your whole yeah. life right yeah it it's is my a, partner yeah it's a little bit of glamorizing too i feel like and those couples are still so cute but you see the like the 90 year old couple where you know one part of the couple can't even answer their own medical questions because they're so used to, or like you know my grandparents i love them they're so cute but they always say like they joke that they have half a brain between the two of them yep. Yep. and i think that's like an old very old school way of thinking of relationships where it's like actually no like the the goal is to do everything together all the time maybe it was a long time ago it was survival for them, right? Yeah. So it was an economic dependence for our grandparents. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why that worked at that time because the social structure of relationship and society, like you needed to have that in order to be successful Much and to stay alive. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now everybody works. Everybody has the potential. Everybody can do all the things, right? So how are you still expecting someone to be your joy, to be your money, to be all of those things for you, when you can very easily just go and do those things yourself. So, you know. Yeah. And I like the approach in conversation, and this happened many moons ago, but the, just be responsible for your 50%. Yeah. Bring the best of that. And, and in reality, you should, again, if your core values are the same, you, sh- you should have a positive outcome that people are happy. And the little check-ins, the 10, 15-minute convos that may not necessarily always be pleasurable, yeah. Uh, they're they're a requirement for success, and you see people that do have a, a healthy and hearty relationship versus the uh, and I, it's a question here, social media, with the look at how happy we are. Look, there's a, there is a degree of truth to it, I believe, because you're you're proud of that relationship, you're, you're proud sure. of it. But then there's the oh, like we know they're. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. but the display, the the you know that window dressing, so to speak, is is just complete BS. I, Social media as a whole, has it made relationships or parts of it better or are we worse off because of it? Because you, you know, there's the one upping, there's the, well, look, at, mm-hmm. they must be doing everything right. And where our relationship sucks because well, they're doing this and they're doing that. But Such new challenges. In it this really world, is. Like in it this really- new world now, it seems like it just offers up more challenges of, like you say, mm-hmm. whether you're, it's a, a wider Group of people that you're trying to prove it to, yeah. you know, strangely, yeah, yeah. Like in a my, lot of ways. Yeah, this isn't my line, but it's it, it's like on social media, 
they're not your friends. You yeah. got about maybe 50, 75 friends or acquaintances. You've got that Dunbar number. If you know about 150 mm-hmm. names and faces yeah. beyond that, they're not even people you know. No. And you put all this effort into people you don't know. Yeah. 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 If you just put turned around and put that effort into your own relationship <laughs> versus on stylizing the social media Instagram posts. Yeah. Trust me, it'd be a lot better. <laughs> I, I like the, and we'll put a wraps on this. Again, if you, you do want to be uh, in contact with Dr. Carlin, all across our socials, but her is too easy to find. Just uh, Carlin Costa. That's uh, that's Instagram. Is that Twitter too? Sorry, not Twitter. Yeah. Is that Insta? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And the Tiki Talkie. Love it. Um, yeah, and because we want you back, because we want to talk more on the Goddess brand. Want to talk a little more on the fun and the sexy time. Yes. Because I, I saw this article. <laughs> I could, we don't have to go deep into just says, a quick guide to having nipple orgasms. I oh was yeah. Like, what? <laughs> What, what comes out of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to give you some science real no, quick. Okay. Okay. An orgasm and an ejaculation are two separate functions okay. <laughs> of the body. <laughs> uh, it was a blast. Hopefully this is the first of many. Thank you so much for giving us thanks, time. Guys. Not only the show, but here Thank on the podcast. Uh, and thanks as always. Hey, if you've got something you want to hit back with Dr. Carlin, we've got that talk back button, that little circle with the microphone on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, double click that and send your message on through. But otherwise, we'll uh, it, it's a must. We'll schedule our next time. And thanks as always for being here. Happy V-Day. JLB Mornings. Weekdays 6 till 10 on Virgin Radio. And on demand anytime on the iHeartRadio app. And for more on the show, visit virginradio.ca.